Hey guys, welcome back to the My Mate Podcast. It's been a, a couple of weeks since I've uh, uploaded one, and the last episode, as uh, I'm sure you guys know, was the, uh, the 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 one with Alex Deacon, who's a, a really good friend, and um, we spoke a lot about panic attacks. And the today's podcast, I guess, is a succession of that topic. Uh, panic attacks are interesting. It's really interesting for me to to look back on these things. Oh, just so to give you a little bit of um, context with this, I'm going to re-upload a um, a little little piece I did about one of my first panic attacks, um, which was which was last year, and um, it was a it was a really good good one for me to upload because it was it was tough for me to do. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting talking about panic attacks and in in what I've learnt. Um, and hopefully with kind of the, the stuff that I've been trying to talk about to give you guys value for this sort of stuff is um, the panic attacks are really just the the extreme of what, you know, that underlying fear can, can, can give to us. And they're actually a really beautiful thing, as we now know that panic attacks are, uh, are actually just trying to keep us safe from, from when our brains and specifically when the amygdala or the, or the cortex, um, the, big, the big analytical part of the brain, I believe, um, Please let me know if that's wrong, <laughs> but I believe that's correct. The prefrontal cortex, essentially, um, when they when they think that we're in danger, when when we're about to be uh, eaten by a lion um, or eaten by a bear, you know, every system in our body, the autonomic autonomic nervous system, is just trying to get us out of there. So it um, it makes us feel really really shitty. And the thing about um, us today, living in the twenty first century, is that you know, at least for the Western world or, you know, hopefully the majority of people living in, living today, well, it's actually not really the majority, it's the 1%ers, but hopefully you guys listening is that uh, we're actually in a pretty safe environment, you know, so it's not often that we, we do have to run from a, from a, from a bear, uh, you know, so to speak. So that's, that's kind of the context behind today's, um, today's little episode. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to be throwing out some book reviews and things to you and, and, um, Talking about some things that I'm studying at the moment, and just to give you a little bit of a rundown, we uh, I've been doing some stuff into Carl Jung, looking into Carl Jung, who was a really interesting psychoanalyst, um, and uh, he spoke a lot about synchronicity. And synchronicity, I've been really looking into meaning, um, to tr- you know specifically for myself as well, but also what I think meaning is um, in terms of you know we all say that we want a happy life and we all say that we want to live a life of purpose and all that sort of stuff, but how do we cultivate those two, I guess, components into, into an authentic experience? Um, meaning, Carl Jung spoke about synchronicity and it's this understanding of coincidences that are so bloody meaningful in our lives that it's almost ridiculous to assume that they are just pure coincidence in a sense of there's, there's, it just could have happened for any particular reason. And a little exercise that I'd like you guys to do is to, to think about a time where something so coincidental happened and then it ended up being something so meaningful that happened in your life that you just kind of feel like, you know, and not not necessarily moving into a religious experience or, you know, but, but there was just something that was meant for that to happen. And they're really interesting because they, if you look deep enough into those experiences and, you know, we attach meaning to many things in our lives and we all have some sort of sense of kind of what we do or, or what wants, what we want to do to make us happier and all that sort of thing. And if you look deep enough into those experiences and you write about them, I like to write about my experiences and all that sort of thing. But if you look deep enough, 
you can kind of get a grasp of why that was meant to happen, at least in a sense of how you want to mold that. And I think that's kind of what Carl Jung was getting at. And it was really, it's really quite fascinating. So I, I, I definitely uh, encourage you to, to, I think he wrote a book called Synchronicities and something else. But if you, um, if you can look into synchronicities, they're, they're really quite fascinating. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, guys, before we get into the actual podcast, which is just my uh, idiotic voice talking about um, my first uh, real panic attack, which I hope is going to provide you some value. Um, my book, Yes, I'm Fine, Just Tired, it's going to be coming out today being the 30th of September. It will be out, and I can tell you this with 99% accuracy, it will be out on the 1st of November. So it's it's already technically out. I'm just doing a few things with the marketing um, prices, um, specifically uh, for the Australian distribution. So that's where I'm from, and that's where I think the majority of people that are hopefully keen to read it um, will be from. So 1st of November. So I'm really, really excited. And I can't wait for you guys to read it. Um, it's been a long time in the making, so much so that I'm actually halfway through, or at least a quarter through my, my second book. <laughs> so it's all it's all happening. But um, guys, without further ado, I give you my first major panic attack. From this distant vantage point, the earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, preserve, cherish, the only home we've ever known. The Pale Blue Dot. Hey guys, welcome back. So, uh, there's a line in my book, Yes, I'm Fine, Just Tired. Um, and it says that the only way that I could rid myself of anxiety and, uh, and OCD completely is if I told the world about it. And I don't know why, um, I don't know why it, it, it's the case for me, but I feel like I can only conquer my fear in life and my fears in life when I do the complete and utter opposite of what it's telling me to do. And a lot of my fears and, and thoughts and, and things were, were so irrational and so, so scary to me that I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. So uh, in part of doing this YouTube stuff um, <clears throat> and now creating the MindMate, I, uh, it's, there's, there's a bit of a hidden agenda, a uh, personal agenda behind it because I, I want to be able to to conquer all my fears <clears throat> in the in the most in the most in the most honest way possible. So that being said, this video is probably the one that I've been most fearful of doing because um, it's my first panic attack. It, it's my first. It was the first real moment in my adult life where I felt afraid and vulnerable and embarrassed and stupid, and I felt like I was completely isolated from the rest of the world. It's. Uh, yeah, it's a whoa. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that's all right. It's uh, it's to do with hell, and it's to do. And most of you guys that have been following me now know that I did have a uh, a pretty severe um, anxiety and a pretty severe fear over the concept of hell and eternal suffering and that sort of thing. Um, but basically, what it was was I was I was sitting in my room. Uh, I'd been sitting in my room for probably the whole day. I hadn't been doing much. All my friends were away. This is when I was about 20, 21. I, uh, all my friends were away over in Thailand and Southeast Asia. I, there was a lot of space for my mind to just think. And what I now know with the processes I put in place is that that is not 
a good thing. You, you, you don't want to give your mind a whole lot of space, especially if you're prone to anxiety, someone like myself. Um, you want to make sure that you're doing things that coincide with who you are and, and that your passion, um, your passions are being lived um, through the way you live because that way uh, you, you're thinking about things and you, you've got that, that motivation to keep pushing. But uh, this was a day that I just slept in, I'd eaten shit all day, I was bored, I was, I was probably in a pretty negative space. I'd been surfing YouTube for hours and I came across this one video and this guy, it was, it was, the video was called Man Goes to Hell, Man Dies, Comes Back to Life, Explains What He Saw, Explains What He Saw, something like that. And it was this guy, and I thought I'd just click it, and this guy was talking about, uh, you know, how, how he, he was clinically declared uh, dead on the table. He had this, this, I think he had a patch on his eye, and he was, he was, um, it was religious space, he had a, a patch on his eye, and he was, um, he was. Uh, he looked like he'd been in a pretty serious way. He was talking. He was talking, and uh, anyway, apparently when he when he died, he he was thrust up, and he he saw this this white light coming towards him, and it was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen, and it, it was slowly moving towards it, slowly moving towards it, but out of the corner of his eye, on of his right eye, I think he said it was, he could see this black light coming at him, or this black darkness, and the way he describes it was like the ultimate state of despair and hopelessness and, and isolation and, and evil, it was slowly coming towards him, slowly coming towards him, he was still moving to the white light, but it was slowly coming towards him like this, until just about the black darkness was about to engulf him all, he yelled out, he said, oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, please don't let me go to hell, oh God, and uh, immediately the Straight away, he was thrust into, uh, apparently, into the into the arms of the Almighty. He was standing right at right at Jesus in heaven, and and uh, anyway, he became uh, he uh, he regained his uh, his human life, and um, he's now obviously a, a true believer in God. And for me, that that freaked me out beyond anything. I my my heart rate was panicking severely. I I started sweating a shit ton, and I just pictured myself. Um, you know, the whole thing was the, what if I don't believe in God, you know, does that mean I'm going to have to go to hell now and I'll have to, um, I'll have to cop that eternal darkness and that eternal suffering. And it was the most afraid I've ever been in my whole life. And it's amazing that a YouTube video can do that to me, but that's why I, um, started this journey because I, I, I thought fear and, and danger and stuff were real. And I thought, um, there were everything, you should only be scared if, if there's a rational reason for it, but I was, here I was just sitting watching a screen, and I was fucking freaking out beyond anything I'd ever imagined in my whole life, um, because I just hated this idea of, of eternal hopelessness, that, that idea that you could never, you could never get better, it was all, it's always going to be shit until the end of time, you know, you're suffering, you're in a lot of pain, and it's never going to get better. I think hope is a very important thing for humans, and that was um, really tough for me to to deal with. Um, so, so yeah, so that that in turn created what well, forced me to uh, well, it developed. I developed OCD from it. But in terms of the panic attack, um, I called Beyond Blue straight away because I was it was my first big panic attack, and I didn't know what was happening. I was short of breath. I thought I was going to die, um, and I called Beyond Blue, um, which is a 
an Australian hotline service um, which deals with people with anxiety and depression. And I was on the I was on the phone with a with a counsellor on the other line for about an hour and a half, two hours, just talking about what what was going on because I didn't understand it. And uh, she uh, she basically said that I have a fear of not being in control and not things going my way. What if this happens? What if this happens? And I didn't realize um, that was the case at the time, especially considering how much worse it got. It, it eventually developed into me um, forming a very weird OCD, basically. So I, I would often have to go outside into my neighborhood and pick up rubbish off the ground. I don't know why um, it was the rubbish thing. It's really strange, to be honest with you. But um, the rubbish thing was... Uh, if I was, if I stopped litterers in the area, or if I, um, if I picked up rubbish myself, I would be showing God that I was a, I was a good Samaritan, basically, and hopefully that in my mind would prove to God that I didn't deserve to go to hell and and suffer for eternity. But this, I mean, OCD for anyone that has it or has had experience with OCD, you'll know that OCD is a twenty four seven thing, and it, it doesn't stop you. It, it doesn't, it doesn't leave you. So for a good couple of years there, I, I was. As soon as I'd wake up, I'd probably go to the toilet or something, and I remember having that first thought about about hell or um, or about sexuality, and I'll talk about that later and schizophrenia. Um, and I knew that was just it was going to be with me for the whole rest of the day. So from the moment that I had that first thought, I remember th- I actually remember writing a schedule as well. So I'd write how long it took before the moment I wake up to the moment that I had the first thought. And sometimes it'd be three minutes, sometimes it'd be 12, 15 minutes. But I didn't re- I didn't know, like I didn't, it was annoying because I, I always thought, oh fuck, you know, there was there was 10 minutes of, of, of having a good life there, but I was ignorant of that sense of having a good life. And now I know that when the thoughts come in, I, I can, I, I have all my processes, I know what to do and, and all that sort of stuff. And I, they just fly by and I can, I can actively sit back and enjoy my life for the way it is now because it's awesome. But back then, I didn't have any this understanding about what anxiety was and OCD was, and I didn't have an understanding of myself. And I'd have these thoughts, and I immediately just kind of like slumped, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, cool. There's there's my day for the rest of the day." And it was annoying because uh, it started off as what's called pure O. So OCD is when you actually physically have the compulsions, and I had other things. I'd I'd have to count a lot of things all the time, and um, it was just frustrating more than anything looking back on it but uh pure o with regard to the the sexuality thoughts and with regard to like wanting to do things of sexual nature to people um that was just pure o so i just have the obsessive thoughts but i didn't have the compulsions and that annoyed me probably more than anything because at least with compulsions i'd be able to show people and tell people and people would be able to sort of gain some sort of understanding into what I was going through and be a little bit more uh, sympathetic. But with Puro, you can't really describe what's going on in your own head. And I guess that's why I'm doing this stuff is because I know there are thousands of people out there who who are in a similar boat to, to, to what I was. And I'm telling you now, it, look, it's, it's, uh, it, it fucking sucks, but it, it, it will go away. It 100% will go away if you, if you get yourself on this dedicated path to recovery. But... My first panic attack, guys, was was just that. It was just this simple YouTube video, and it freaked me out beyond belief, sent me into a whirlwind. I remember having to... Um, I was crying to mum about it, and she told me to logically write down my, my thoughts, and that helped a lot. But uh, it was really... That was the that was the one that just sent me on, on a path of uh, 
of of true true self understanding and um and, and figuring out who I was. So, uh, whew, that feels good to to put that out there. Um, that was one of my biggest fears actually in starting this stuff is to um was to talk completely openly about uh, my panic attacks. Um. And uh, I think it's fantastic. I, well, I think that's, that sounds arrogant. <laughs> I think um, if we can all do that, guys, it, it's going to help with the, the, the mental health discussion. Um, I just literally started a business. It's called The Mind Mate. If you, you can head to social media and look up The Mind Mate, you'll find it on Facebook and on Instagram. It's basically online anxiety coaching, guys. I'm so pumped about it. I actually fucking can't wait. And everything I'm doing at the moment is just geared towards starting this business up. I'm loving it. Uh, so send, you know, if you want, if you want to reach out, guys, head to the MindMate on Instagram or Facebook, or you can contact me at mindmate.tommy at gmail.com. I will be starting the business up very soon, and I'll let you guys know about when that happens. But until then, guys, keep following the YouTube videos, keep reaching out for the feedback. I love the feedback, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Alrighty, team. I really hope you enjoyed that. Um, episode. I'm not sure if enjoy is the right word though. I, I hope you got something out of it. Um, I'm obviously uh, doing a lot of traveling at the moment. I'm, I'm currently living in Bali and um, I've got some really good plans to and some guests to come up. Um, but there will be a couple of shows um, maybe here and there over the next couple of weeks that will just be myself talking. And obviously, I just want to try to provide as much value as I possibly can um, to you because of that. And on that topic, I was, so at the start of the show, I was talking a lot about synchronicity and, and meaning. And it's something that I've been playing around a little bit lately with my own, I guess, development, um, just, be, I don't know, becoming a new man or becoming into to the, the person that I would hope to be. And I'm playing around a lot with happiness and also playing around a lot with meaning because I don't necessarily believe that humans, our, our only job is to be happy because if our only goal is to pursue happiness all the time, we we lose, I guess, a very important innate part about what life is all about. And, you know, how do we know what happiness is without comparing it to to the rough and shit times and the, the times we've had to learn a lot about ourselves and the times we've really had to put ourselves out there and, and face the unknown and, and, and things like that. So I don't necessarily believe that happiness is the only way to go about it. But I think if we can find something that, that brings us joy and brings us happiness, plus that together with something that really gives us a lot of meaning. And I think when you have meaning, then the meaning itself allows you to go through the ups and downs knowing that it's worthwhile. Because if something is just happy all the time, in a sense, it becomes quite mundane. It becomes very arbitrary because it's like, well, what's the reason behind this? I'm just happy all the time. Am I really living a purposeful life? Because I think we want to be happy, but we also want to have a lot of purpose. So if we attach the meaning stuff with the happiness stuff, then all the, the downs in life and all this all the times that we, we have to go through a lot bring about a sense of journey or a sense of, of lessons that we need to learn. And I think that, so I think happiness and meaning together they bring about a fulfilling life. And I think a fulfilling life is what we want, not necessarily just a happy life. So I wanted to finish the uh, the podcast on that little note. And I'm just going to summarize again, happiness, things that we love, things that bring us a lot of joy, whatever that is to you, if it's friends and family, if it's creativity, all that sort of stuff. Mix that with a bit of meaning, things and meaning in a sense of 
How can we be of service to other people? How can we be useful? How can we look back on our lives and be in the present moment, look back on our lives and go, right, I really contributed. I really, I really brought about the best of my existence. So meaning and happiness together equals a fulfilling life. And that's what we want. So I really, I really want you guys to, to chime in on that one. If you can, I'd love to, excuse me, to, to hear your thoughts. And obviously, if you listen to the show, you can, you can hit me up on any of the socials. Um, just give us a message, even on WhatsApp, if you have my WhatsApp. <laughs> and, um, and let me know what you think, because I think for me, that makes a lot of sense, but I could be missing something. So I'd love to, I'd love to hear your feedback on that one. All right, team, until uh, next time, bye for now.